Hey, welcome to Hanging Out in Grandma's Basement. I am Mr. Tyrone, or Jordan, joined today by Jordan Mast and the Director of Operations of the Northern Ohio Soccer League and the Club Director of Amish Country United, Braden Mast. Side note, I am the President of the Northern Ohio Soccer League, and I believe, Jordan, you're going to take it away. Yeah, so um, I, I was able to go to a couple games last year, and I always wondered to myself um, how this thing got started. So let's, let's go through. Whose idea was it? Well, uh, starting off, uh, Amish Country United came before the NOSL, and pretty much the origin story of ACU. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school, and I was just, like, really getting into soccer. And the summer, it was the summer of the 2014 World Cup, and I was just watching so much soccer and playing a ton of soccer. And then the 2014 fall season came and I tore my hip flexor like four games into the season. And I was so bummed. And like, I was out for the year. And then that, that like late fall and winter, I started a indoor soccer team to play up in Canton and we call ourselves Highland Strikers. So like, this is the origin of Amish country United. Sure. And I, I have this Jersey here. <laughs> this was our first, this was like Amish country United start, uh, Highland Strikers. And I like it. Yeah. We started as a bunch of sophomore, sophomore and juniors in high school playing on an indoor team. And uh, we did that for like two, three years. And then we finally changed our name to Amish Country United because we were just like, hey, we should change our name to something that like has some meaning and uh, kind of like gives a call out, like a shout out to like the area we live in. So we were like, oh, Amish Country. And we were all like laughing about it, but it stuck and we, we went with that. And then I believe it was after my senior year of high school, it was actually our first year of playing outdoors was the end of my freshman year of college. Uh, we had, sorry, my uh, fire alarm's going off. I think, I think we're good. <laughs> of course. I don't think I'm in Professionally unprofessional. <laughs> that was great. What else, what else would you expect? But uh, <laughs> so I got, I had a bunch of friends from college who uh, played on the reserve soccer team at Mount Vernon with me. And we got some of the varsity guys too and just picked up anyone we could. We had about 20 guys on our roster and yeah, we just started playing friendlies. We talked to teams from anywhere who would play us. And the first summer we actually had a team from Virginia come up <laughs> and they seven, eight hours up here and played us on a Saturday. We beat them. So we played like three games that first summer. And then I just kind of talked to some people around here and they started teams and we just kind of gained some interest and we started the league. I started out with five teams and uh, yeah, that was the first year of the NOSL, which happened the following summer. Well, how did it go from a, like an idea? I know that you're, you're kind of getting a couple teams together like that. How does it go from an idea to something where you guys are actually form the league? Yeah. Um, I know like Micah, Micah Boggs from Exhibitor, one of the NOSL teams, uh, we've been in contact throughout high school and stuff. And we always talked about how cool it would be if we had a local soccer league to allow high school, college age kids, the ability to play like in the summers and just continue to be competitive, um, improve for the, the fall seasons. And so like, that's something we always thought would be really cool. And I'm not really sure how it happened because this was all like actually like a big dream of mine and I didn't really expect it to work out. But I was like, hey, I really want to see this. Uh, we should just go for it, and we should just see what we can do. So 
we were like the first couple teams and then we got another couple teams in and after we had four teams I was like wow this is actually like we could do something with it and my fears right from the start were that maybe like these teams wouldn't be super committed and we'd just kind of get pushed out after the first year but everyone was like really excited about it and I think uh, the excitement levels and just everyone's like passion for soccer and bringing the game to the community uh, really like pushed this thing along and kind of made it happen. How did you guys go from um, getting all these teams interested in it? Like you said, there's a couple teams here and there, but then um, was it just word of mouth or did you, did you guys have other contacts? How did that go? Uh, we, we all like talked with uh, within our group and we just said, Hey, if you know of anyone at all who would make a team, excuse me, uh, just to like reach out to other people and let them know what we're doing, uh, that we're looking for more teams. And then we put stuff on uh, social media, like Instagram and Twitter, and just kind of like put that out everywhere. And then we also put an ad in the paper and just kind of like said, anyone who wishes to play in a, like a competitive men's soccer league in like Northern Ohio, uh, reach out to us and we'll, we'll get you guys in. And yeah, we just uh, trying to think. We had the first summer we had five and then the off season after the first summer, we had about 10 people who emailed us and were like showing interest in starting a team. And that ranged from like Mansfield up to Cleveland, just kind of all over the place. So um, in your first year, you said, I mean, in the first year, how many teams did you guys have in your league? We had five. You guys had five and you guys were expanding this year. Um, and then how many teams did you say you had now? Uh, we have 10 right now. But and right now, um, I don't know if you knew, but uh, we canceled the 2020 season. I'm sure you yeah, knew that's that. what we were going to go to uh, next. So with the COVID-19 uh, stuff that's going on, now it had to be a really tough decision for you guys to to make. Um, what was that thought process, and how did you guys make that that uh, how did you make make that decision? Yeah. Uh, so me and Ty had been talking for a while, and just kind of following uh, what our our uh, what's it called our organization that we were under. Ohio North, they kind of make the laws for, they're our governing body. And they've been sending emails out, just like updating us on the COVID-19 situation and just kind of laying out the summer what it's gonna look like. And we've been in like constant contact with our teams and some of them had like kind of shared their opinions. And a few of them were kind of concerned with uh, the financial of COVID-19, how that's gonna affect them being able to find a sponsor and uh, pay for like fields and stuff. And like some like high schools and colleges aren't like renting out their fields for the, the health reasons. So mm -hmm. these are all kind of like difficulties and trying to like get the league started. So keeping that all in mind, a couple teams said they weren't going to be able to play and uh, like go along, go the season without a couple of our teams just because they weren't necessarily comfortable with playing. And, like, that's totally fine. Like, we totally understand that. And, like, this is a big deal, and uh, it can be dangerous to people. So, yeah, we we considered that. And then when we finally made the decision, uh, we wouldn't be able to start until July 1st because U.S. soccer referees aren't sanctioned – or the, they're not allowed to do sanctioned games until July 1st. And I believe that date has been pushed back now. So we would have had to have a shortened season – and just kind of cram all our game after the summer. And we would have done that without a couple of our teams. So we just decided it's probably best just to let this all pass and go strong next summer. 
So Tyrone, last year you or you guys had the vision of um, adding on a, a girls league as well. Tell me a little bit about that process and how that went. Well, we had we'd made the announcement. We had, I believe, what, three teams right out of the gate. And we were looking for four. And when COVID-19 hit, there's interest, but a lot of teams were just like, we can't commit. They didn't have – players weren't wanting to play. And with our – as small budgets as we do have, money is always an issue. And when you can't get that sponsor to get a field, and, well, with the high school is not allowing teams onto their fields until, I believe, now it's, what, July 1st at the earliest. Mm -hmm. And so we – we just canceled. We canceled that as well, hoping that we get that fourth team, possibly even more now coming in with another year to get the word out. So where do you guys see this growing to? Um, there's obviously a huge demand in, in our area for stuff going on in um, after, after high school or, and through college. There's a lot of people who play soccer in high school, and there's really nothing to do after that if they don't play on a, a university squad or something like that. Um, where do you guys see this going in the next couple of years? Um, yeah, that's one of the things I had in mind, like when starting this, my vision was that this would be around for a very long time and that it'd be an avenue for those ex players for alumni, even just like high school players who want to keep playing. Uh, so first we, we consider it like a, a development league for high school and college kids to continue playing and continue getting better in training and competing uh, to prepare for their fall seasons. But we also consider it to be a very, like, useful thing for people who just want to continue playing soccer uh, well into their, like, 30s, 40s if they're able, and just, like, have it be competitive and not just, like, a regular Sunday league team. Um, you, like, we don't want the competition to get watered down. We want it to be, like, really high-paced, high competition. So just being there for anyone who wants to continue playing soccer, uh, it'll be there for them, and they can continue, like, playing the game they love. Yeah, I was able to make it to the championship game last year, and it was really fun to watch. It wasn't like what I was expecting. I was expecting to see a bunch of uh, 30-year-olds with pot bellies out there, but it wasn't that at all. It was actually competitive up and down the entire time. So um, that's definitely not the – like when you think of like a, a league like this, you would think that it would be a bunch of guys who look like me, you know, and that's not the case, that's for sure. Um, as far as uh, what you guys are, are planning, I guess – Let's go about the, the championship. Who won the championship last year, and, and how'd that go? So, FC Exhibitor won the championship game last year. Um, that is Micah Boggs's team that he started. Uh, they're based out of Wayne County, mostly. A bunch of, like, Wayne County high school kids, uh, some college kids. They just had a mix. They were a really young team. They were probably, probably the youngest team in the league. And they just had a really good team cohesion, and they played really well together. Um, yeah, they a lot of hard workers, and they they won the thing just because they they weren't necessarily the best team, but they played the best together. Uh, one of the teams that we thought was going to win it was Inner Ohio. Uh, they were a bunch of college kids. They had a lot of Ashland University guys, and uh, they they were blowing teams out, but they didn't blow Exeter out. Uh, we actually beat Inner Ohio in the semifinal, surprisingly. Because during the season we lost five zero and six to one to them, so we we got um, cream during the season. But in the semifinal we had guys show up and we got the the uh, win. And yeah, Exeter had a really good season and they just were the better team that night.
So it was cool that they got to they got to be like the first team to win it, and they were a bunch of local guys. So that's that's really cool. One thing that I thought was interesting is that you guys have, like you, you said earlier, you guys have a, a large mix of uh, of age groups here. Tyrone, like, um, if you're you, you guys have high school players playing in this as well, right? That doesn't ruin any of their eligibility or anything like that, right? No, high schoolers are, can play because we're amateur, and they would can, can they would keep their amateur status. The same with the kids from college; they're not receiving any money, so or benefits. They're just playing soccer so it seems like this is a nice little alternative to playing like the club level where you're paying thousands of dollars to play where this is something that you could play instead um let's let's move on to the Amish country united and you guys said that you did go into the the final last year how was it like being the, the manager of this like of the squad and the league and then also being a player on the squad too there has to be some uh like friction there right or did it go okay yeah, um, <laughs> well, I was I was kind of concerned about that too, just being in charge of the league, but then also like being in charge of a team and like also playing for that team. I kind of, uh, I was a little nervous like with decision-making and just kind of some of the stuff <laughs> with the league. I thought uh, some people might get upset and be like, hey, you're making stuff happen just for like your team. And uh, luckily enough, like that never happened. And I think I did a good job with like keeping that separate and I'm not going to try to like go out of my way to so it's easy for my team and I'm not going to like cater to Amish country United because this is also my league and I want the best for the league and I want to remain competitive and I want the teams to be happy. So yeah, uh, playing in the final, uh, I didn't really have any like fear that we were going to like do anything that was going to, make it look like Amish country United is going to like try to win it because or like do stuff that would cater to ACU and like all the other teams, I think are aware that I, I do the best for the league, not the team. Yeah, I agree. He, does, he does do that. And the reality of it is at the end of the day, it falls on me because I'm <laughs> technically on the top of the ladder. You're, you're neutral. <laughs> So uh, for Amherst Country United, where are, your, where are the majority of your players coming from? Uh, about half our team is like ex-Highland High School players. And then the other half is probably uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene University guys. And then we have several Central Christian players and some Mansfield Christian. And then we have some random guys from like Columbus who come up and play with us too. So we have uh, a heavily like – filled team with like the schools that I went to like Highland and MVNU but then we also have just some like random guys who come from different places and we we actually have a Brazilian on our roster a El Salvadorian a guy from Trinidad and Tobago and oh, wow. I think yeah we have some diversity in our team so that's kind of cool so you're uh I'm a big fan of you guys's uh uniform um what, how did you guys come up with your design and uh, kind of talk about um, kind of what it looks like, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when we were uh, starting our jersey, or starting our uh, first season outdoors, we were like, okay, we need some some cool jerseys. And we were kind of settled on some Nike jerseys that had gray and black stripes, and they were like 50 bucks each. And I was like, eh, it's kind of expensive, but these are going to look sweet. And then I got a DM on Twitter from Icarus FC, who is a relatively new company who, did, who does uh, – like custom jerseys and he was like hey can I do some mock-ups for you uh I have some good designs and like I think you might like what I have 
So I was like, I don't care. Sure, like, send me what you have because, like, I just want to see more ACU jerseys out there. So what he sent back was a really cool, like, black and gray jersey. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. How much are they? And he sent it, and they're way cheaper than the Nike jerseys. So we're like, all right, fully custom. We can we can do this. So we ended up going with those. And then two years later, we updated them. And these are the ones that we just, we just did this uh, spring. So this is our away jersey. That's really nice. White with black stripes. And, yeah, our guys are really happy with them. It's a good quality, and they're – they're comfortable to play in. I think they look pretty cool too. We've actually sold quite quite a lot of them. And uh, so if you guys want an Amish Country United jersey, you guys can uh, check the link. I guess there's no <laughs> link here, but uh, go to www.amishcountryunited.com. We have an online store. And here's the uh, home jersey. It's like black and gray striped. It's kind of dark, but yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, so I was scrolling. I was scrolling Twitter the other day, and I saw Reflog uh, throw your uh, kid up there, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, yeah. this is some uh, huge recognition right there!" He has tons of followers. That was really neat. How, what's your guys' relationship with him? Yeah. So uh, I just realized I'm saying yeah to like every question. Sorry, no, that's but, fine. That's fine. Um, the first year we were, uh, we just released our jersey, and it was gaining some hype, but we only had like 20, 30 likes on it. And then Reflog saw it, and he like he liked it and retweeted it and said like, this is a sweet kid or something. And it just blew up and like <laughs> gained like 300 followers just that first day. And we were like, okay, that's sweet. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to send you a Jersey. Is that all right? And he's like, yeah. And so we sent him a Jersey and he endorsed us back then. Like he gained like a lot of followers for us. And then this time around, I was like, Hey, uh, do you want another Jersey? And he was just like, yes, send it my way. So yeah, he's, he's getting our jerseys and he's been a good, good connection to have. That's really neat. Um, yeah, he, there was so many reactions to that. And um, it seemed like there was a lot of interest in you guys' jerseys as well. Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is, uh, I guess, against it, with the Amish Country United, it sounds like you guys are having like a, a youth squad as well. Mm -hmm. case? Uh, go into that, please. So we want to start kind of like a youth academy within our team just to like cater to more people within our community. And uh, so we started out as just the men's team. And since we've added the women's team, we've always had like a 12U team that isn't necessarily connected with ACU, but plays under the ACU name. And that's something that my high school coach, Scott Boddicker, he's kind of led up and just gets the 12-year-olds from the Highland system and uh, gets jerseys for them that are ACU. And they go up to Canton and play. But what we want to do, we want to have uh, age level of 14U, 12U, 10U, and then probably 8U and have boys and girls and offer that for the kids and just do some development stuff and just work on their ball skills and their passing and just the fundamentals and just really uh, give them a good place to work and something that they'll enjoy and that they have the upper men's men's and women's teams to look, to look up to and kind of strive to play for them one day. So one thing that we've talked to our NOSL teams about is this want that we want to have each of the teams kind of try to have a women's team and a youth system eventually. And this kind of brings it brings the community together and kind of makes us more legitimate. And uh, I think if you look at a program and they have men's, women's, and like a kid's system, that they're going to be more like solid and that more people are going to like be in that club. So, yeah, I think it's just a good thing to have. And it's also just really important to help kids develop and uh, learn the skills. 
I know that age group, because uh, I mean, for, for us, for the team that I coach, I know that age group, that U12, that U14 age group, is really tough to find uh, coaches that you, that you guys can trust and, and teams and clubs that you can trust. Um, and so that's a really good uh, building block for you guys to go into and, and try to find people to, to help out. If you guys can get into that level, that'd be, I mean, obviously that's what you're trying to do. So, I mean, that's a huge, a huge area of, of where we don't really have too many uh, places in our area other than at least for for us it's can and akron something like that i don't know if there's really too many clubs down um in hometown or anything like that that would uh, take care of that age group either uh, i think that's a huge opportunity for you guys for sure tyrone do you have anything else you want to talk about um i was gonna ask you some social media questions I, like i know you have a big twitter following with acu and with the games well, technically all league games being canceled. How are you trying to still stay interactive with your fan base and supporters, even though they're not, you're not getting, giving them game results and that kind of content. So uh, with, with the season being canceled, obviously that, that takes away a lot of our content. Um, So like live game tweeting is no longer like an option. And like, we can't do like uh, highlight videos or anything like that. So what we've been doing, uh, our social medias have been kind of dead since about the springtime, uh, but we have done a couple giveaways which have uh, kind of reached out to uh, to our fans and offered them the chance to win a jersey. And we've, we've just tweeted some fun things out that we've gotten some good responses for. So we're trying to stay connected there. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be hard this summer without uh, games being played. Uh, by the end of the summer, we're hoping once this kind of like clears up a little bit that we'll be able to play maybe like one or two friendlies and uh, Highland High School's turf field should be done by August. So that'll be really cool. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to host a game there this fall or early or late summer. So that'd be kind of cool. And I just seen, uh, what is it? Uh, you, got, you have one of your players playing in an E-League tournament with in FIFA, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is the second tournament that I've kind of been paying attention to. Just you know, give him some hype and love or whatever. Sorry, what did you say? You kind of cut out there. I said, do you want to give that that guy some hype or love? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Caleb Sayre, he's, he's actually my roommate down at college. And he's played for ACU since 2017. Um, he's been our, our E-League player. And I believe he's like 7-0 now. He just won his knockout round on FIFA on Saturday. And he's been doing really well in that tournament. So, yeah, shout out to Caleb. Hopefully uh, he continues playing hard, winning games for us on FIFA. Uh, bring the glory to ACU. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, do you have any other ACU questions, Jordan? Uh, no, that was my, those, those are the only ones that I had. Okay, we'll get into some, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, our normal – <laughs> Fun questions. Well, you already answered the one. Uh, what is there an app? Since you're a little bit younger than us, what is there an app that we should probably know about that we should have on our phones? An app that you need to know about. Um. Well, Ty, I know you're a soccer fan. Jordan, are you? Do you follow like uh, European soccer at all? I don't have time to. I try to a little bit, but not as much as I want to. So one app that I would suggest for any like soccer fan is one football. I don't know if you can see that, but it's mostly just like 
that's yeah, really great. You can't but it's just like soccer <laughs> news, and you can like customize your experience and pick your favorite team, and it gives you all these that uh, that you have for that team. So that's one of the apps that I'm on a lot. Um, <clears throat> I, I think like other, I've got I've got Duolingo. I'm trying to learn uh, Spanish and German right now. So oh, wow. that's kind of fun, and I'm not doing great at either of those. I mean, I took Spanish in high school, so I'm just trying to polish that up. Uh, and I don't really have any games. I have Tiny Tower. That's it. But other than that, like Spotify and Netflix, those are my go-to apps. Um, is there a show on Netflix that we should be watching? Yes. Um, there is a show called Dark. It is actually an all-German show. So there's like English, actually it's in German, but they do like an English voiceover or you can watch it in German with English captions. And it's just kind of like a, a mind bender. Uh, it really screws with your mind. It's about like time travel and stuff. So that's, that's really interesting. And then uh, Sunderland till I die is really good. Yeah. Uh, I just finished that this weekend. Yeah. Do you like it? Oh my word. I couldn't. Uh, so like, I mean, I follow uh, Premier League a little bit. And so uh, like I knew that they kind of they got relegated. Then they get relegated again, and then it's just like you they have you in the behind behind the scenes. It's just amazing. It's just this roller coaster of just crazy stuff that happens, and these these supporters are putting their whole entire life into it. And oh man, it's such a sad story. <laughs> it is. They're they're diehard uh, over there, and they're definitely not very happy right now. So hopefully, hopefully, just for their sake, that they can get things together and get promoted again. But <laughs> Uh, one other show that I've been watching, uh, back when I was in school, before we got sent home, I was watching Breaking Bad and I watched like five seasons within like three weeks. So yeah, that's an interesting show. It's definitely kind of a violent show and <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of interesting. Um, well, you asked almost everybody this question. You, I believe you're probably old enough to remember it, but you do know what a rotary phone is, correct? Yeah. Did you ever, did you have to use one at a young age? Uh, like the little text version. <laughs> I've never, I've never used like the actual rotary phone. I mean, the only time that I've ever used it was my, my grandparents' house. So, I mean, I'm right there with you and we never really had to, to, to use that stuff anymore. Oh, so I'm just the old one that had to use it. I mean, you're not, you're not that much older than me. It's just, for some reason, we just never had one. Got a rotary phone longer than anyone else. <laughs> and I still remember when we got that cordless phone. It was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, you, guys still have, you guys still have home phones in your house? Nope. No, we got rid of ours like seven years ago, seven or so years ago. But yeah, I mean, it took, it took my parents a, long, a lot longer to get rid of their phone for sure. They didn't understand why, why we would get rid of it. But now since they did, I mean, there's no reason to have it other than you just get inundated with telemarketers all day. Yeah, we. I feel like we're like the last person to have it, and <laughs> we never even answer. It's like the phone rings, and we don't even answer. I'm like, why do we still have this thing? It's mostly just telemarketers. Exactly. Um, you have anything else, Jordan? No, no, that's all we had, or at least that all I had for the NSOL or NOSL and the uh, and the ACU stuff. So that's all I have. Yeah. Well, then we'll ask you the last question. Share a memory of one of your grandmas. One of your what? Your memory of one of your grandmas. One of my grandmas. Yes. Wow. Um, wow. Put me on the spot. I'm trying to think of a good one. Um. You guys ask this question to everyone. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Seeming so uh, that's kind of ties in with the name of the, the name podcast. Of the yeah. Oh, can you guys come up with like one or two filler questions while I think about that? Oh, uh, do you personally I'm, know Reef What? Do you personally know who Reef? Do you personally know Reef I don't have like a relationship with him, but I know who he is and I know what his address is. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could say I have a, I have a connection with him. Um, have you watched any of the All or Nothings on uh, Prime? I know that I just I just watched the Leeds United one. They had a, a Man City one on there, um, and it's going into. I know they have a Brazil one on there too, or Brazilian national teams. Have you watched any of the All or Nothings on there? I'm not sure if it was All or Nothing, but I watched. There was like a soccer series that had like six episodes, and. There was one on the German national team, like through the 80s and 90s, and then present day, like 2014, winning the World Cup. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's really similar uh, to sure the Sunderland till I die stuff. Mm -hmm. They just have that behind the scene, behind the scenes with their coaches and then with the players and stuff. It's it's really neat. I like shows like that that you can kind of see the inner workings of the club and just mm -hmm. see like everyday stuff for them. All right, so my my grandma thing. Um, <laughs> I have I have a lot of great memories with both of my grandmas and uh thankfully they're both still living and uh I have a good relationship with both of them. And this story was just kind of stuck out to me. It's kind of funny. But uh <clears throat> every Christmas growing up, my family would go to Florida to stay with my grandma and grandpa. And when I was like three, we came back from the beach and I was sitting on sitting right inside the door and my mom was taking my sandals off and I was kind of playing with the door. And my grandma came in and slammed the door and <laughs> it pinched my finger and took my nail off. So oh, no. <laughs> that's kind of a memory I remember, but it's not necessarily a good memory, but it was just kind of funny, like looking back at it. And I couldn't really think of a, like another funny memory right on the spot, but there's, there's hundreds of them. Sure. No problem. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Brayden. Uh, appreciate you coming on to uh, the show for sure. Um, Ty, anything else? I'm good. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot. See you guys later. This was a lot of fun. Peace out. See you.